Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey everyone. West- no, not that name. Hey everyone. Tracksuit Dragon here with a really cool drink called Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink that is made to give you focus with no crash jitters or shakes. It's got zero sugar, it's gluten-free, and it only has 150 milligrams of caffeine. It's really helpful when you're fighting the unknown. No! It's really helpful when you're trying to perform stunts. Check out the link in the description and enter Grim Encounters at checkout. Hope you all have a great day and stay spooked out there. Is that all I have to read? Oh, right on, dude. Yeah, brother. You did great, man. Yeah. Everybody, it's TJ Toddy Todd. <laughs> this is an Encounter Co. podcast. Enjoy. Welcome back to Grim Encounters. We are a chill third edition actual play podcast based in the lovely modern day Chicago land world. My name is Nort. I'll be your silly little chill master this evening. And my players are Robert playing Wesley Hung, Derek's playing Rap Haywood, and Anna playing Mavis. And where we last left, they were leveling up and stuff. And they did some work on themselves and then some work on their car. <laughs> I so, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So they they added in a little helpful thing to their car. Just like long range communication or something. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty lit. I we say. can go on road trips and still <gasps> uh-huh. communicate. We could go to New York. We could go to New York. <laughs> or to Minnesota. Minnesota. Well, Minnesota. I mean... Eh. Or not. <laughs> we don't have to. But we could. We could. We have that option. Um, we we left off with, um, I think we left off with Naomi saying there was like a meeting happening or something, right? You guys remember? Yes. Maybe. I haven't edited that one, so. <laughs> yeah. I've slept since then. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't remember either. I don't remember how it ended. All right, we'll just we're just gonna jump to the meeting, and then we're gonna act like I said it. Meeting. And meeting. if I didn't say it, 
listeners, nothing important happened in between those times. Yep. Not anything at all. Um, you're all called to a meeting uh, from the council that uh, is updating everyone. Uh, a couple key um, figures aren't at this meeting. Uh, you don't see Father Frank Flanagan, Dr. Stephen Rosenberg, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Dax, and Charles are not at this meeting. Uh, must be off doing other assignments or whatnot. Um, they don't address their absence, so if you have those questions, you'll have to ask when the meeting is opened up. Whatever. <clears throat> Heading the meeting is Naomi Davis. Uh, she stands up addressing the entire room. She is in one of her nice like military uniforms. It is like buttoned on her left arm where her arm used to be. Um, and she begins explaining the situation. So the the meeting when we contacted the treehouse went well. Uh, they were shocked and immediately suspicious. <laughs> but we said some code words we set up back before the fall that helped clear our names before we can officially be announced to the other HQs, a few key figures will be visiting to make sure that nothing is bad. New friends. I like new friends. Easy. <laughs> See, she looks she looks nervous. What do you gotta what do you look nervous for? Send them my way. I don't know if that's a good idea because the uh, Continental Director of Save for North America will be um, visiting with a few of his security detail. Uh, Gordon Pym will be here uh, being from Chicago. He has a fondness for this HQ. Uh, representing the director of the treehouse, uh, Lindsay Black will be joining, and you see Richard just like sinks deeper in his chair. <laughs> and then heading from Milwaukee, uh, the director Charlotte Wolf, aka the Wolf, uh, will be here as well. Can I just say that I need to get to a point where I have a cool nickname? <laughs> Like the wolf. the wolf. I don't know what mine will be. I'll think about it. But I'll come up with one. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. I'll think about it. I'll okay. think it over. Like it. Cool. Many of our veterans do know that uh, Gordon Pym is very important and knowledgeable and confident and uh, competent. Um, he is also fairly easygoing but do not let that get your guard down for being on the best behavior for everyone's bosses ever will be here looking at <laughs> at you three <laughs> i don't do anything i know i don't do anything either sure wesley enthusiastically raises his hand yes wesley <laughs> yeah um so does that mean like we actually get to like meet him and like they will be meeting with everyone they want. Uh, Gordon will probably want to meet everyone. 
Can we sweet? Can we wine and dine them? I mean, <laughs> that's not a no. That the, wasn't a no. They will be here for as long as they wish. <gasps> so we can wine and dine them. <laughs> Wesley raises his hand enthusiastically again. <laughs> you see, she, yes, Wesley. <laughs> okay. Um, is this like kind of like should I like get like a suit or something and wear something nice if they show up? Like, what's what's the dress code? Uh, just nor I mean normal. Normal. Just fine. Okay, okay. They're not. I'm just making sure. I don't. I don't want to mess things up. Gordon Pym is a very traditional man when it comes to save ideals. Mm-hmm. But the reason why he has kept his position for so long is because he is willing to learn and grow. He hates the saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks because he's the oldest dog he knows and he knows plenty of new tricks. Hmm. But cool. he was actually the first supporter of uh, the new method of HQs they were doing uh, around 2012. So, Okay. He just likes to... He likes to keep ahead of one HQ. He does not that he disagrees with the council method. He just thinks there's less bureaucracy when there's just one person who makes the decisions. Hmm. You see, uh, uh, Doctor Grimm kind of like looks at her curiously. He's like, very ironic due to the tree houses. Very vast bureaucracy it already deals in being in New York. Well, when you have over 500 active members, um, that deals with many other numerous HQs all over the city. Uh, there tends to be a lot of red tape. just want to back up for a second. And uh, 500 members? Yep. Wow. I mean, there's what's at least like... 500,000 people in New York. That was a Nort joke. That wasn't there. Yeah, no. I just don't know how many people. <laughs> There's a lot. There is There's a lot. lot. How many people we have in our our, our base? Like less than 50. Yeah, it's okay. less than 50. Yeah. Okay. Like all things told. I'm right. I'm working on it. <laughs> I know. We are working on it. Yes. <laughs> but I don't think any new members should be added until the rat is found. <laughs> you say that? Way to bring down the mood. Richards pipes up and says, We have informed them of that, but please do not bring it up. Especially with the wolf. She is very paranoid. Fucking best name ever. <laughs> uh, we didn't know. We, she has not been informed of the rat, but Gordon Pym and Lindsay do know because they are hmm. very high up. But Gordon is not afraid. He says, uh, no goddamn rat is going to kick my American-blooded ass. <laughs> okay. So. That's a guy. It is a guy. Sheesh. He is a character. Oh. Well, that is all. Any other questions before we head on with regular business Raf, am I allowed to have access to things yet? What do you mean? Computer access. How about we finish? Speaking of rats, <laughs> I'm not a rat. <laughs> How about we finish? Ratty Raf, that's your name. You got. <gasps> I like it, Ratty Raf. <laughs> I'm not opposed. We are need a little R and R. The rat. <laughs> we'll workshop it. 
I have an informant working on finding the location of the Madame's lair. Once we deal with the Madame, we will talk again. All right. I'm going to make a to-do list. Kill the Madame. <laughs> Richard speaks up. Yeah, we should probably kill the Madame before we even deal with the other guy because... <sighs> Fine. You know, it's kind of like... You know, he, he can either have a shotgun or just not a gun when we fight him. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Dismissed. That was easy. Feeling pretty good. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. So exciting. We get to meet all these people. I I mean, I'm less excited, but, you know, that's fine. Oh, you don't like meeting new people? Uh, it's Okay. The next, like, 24 hours in this base is just, like, very tense. Like, everyone is in, like, panic mode. There's, like, people just sweeping things, just in panic, trying to make everything look nice. It's a, they, There's a goddamn cave for a ceiling. Like, there's not that much you can do. <laughs> I kind of want to walk around the base, like... just eat chips, make mess. You definitely see somebody on a ladder Stress. with a mop up there <laughs> scrubbing the, the rocks. <laughs> yeah, you see Todd up there trying to trying to get the spider webs down. Like why? <laughs> why are you doing that? I gotta, I gotta get the stuff out, man. No, Edwin's climbing the walls to get the spider webs down, <laughs> but he's, he's just them. making more as he <laughs> <laughs> and he's eating the other spiders as he's going. Good job, Edwin. <laughs> Good job. Oh yeah, I forgot that guy's there, huh? Yeah. Um. What an awful time! What a what a what an awful not awful! What a very interesting to not only open the base but also activate an ancient monster that's been living in your base. <laughs> Don't call Edwin a monster. <laughs> I would die for him. Yeah, haven't you seen Nimona? Don't call them monsters. Okay. Mm. You're right. You're right. He's just Edwin. He's just Edwin. Just Edwin. Edwin. I'm not a shark. I'm not, I'm not a girl. I'm a shark. <laughs> the movie fucks. That's I haven't seen movie. it yet. It's so good. It's so, so, good. so good. I wish it was longer or more of it. Just... Yeah. I saw it got nominated for the Oscars. So. Yeah. It's a little violent, so I probably would vet it before you show Oliver. It's fine. Yeah. It's not bloody or anything, though. It's just... Yeah. It's fine. It kind of cuts away. Like At the beginning, the guy gets his arm cut off, but it you just see it fall, you know. He's not like, oh my fucking god, <laughs> spewing everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there is a gay. There's yeah. gay in it, so okay. I know Shane. Shane's Which <laughs> Rowan at the end when they kissed, he was like, oh. he's like, that is weird, and we're like, why? They're brothers. <laughs> I mean, they don't that even makes look alike. that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even look alike. He just the whole time he thought they were brothers. <laughs> Like, what do you think when they held hands and said, I love you? I just thought they were, like, really close. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're right. History yeah. would say they were brothers. Really. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Um, you kissed your brother with that mouth? <laughs> oh, well, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. The next morning around, like, 9 or 10 a.m., um, you guys are wrapping up some assignments, just, like, paperwork and, and shit you've been needing to do. You see walking through the front entrance of, you know, like the, the he gets buzzed in and he walks in a retinue of just men and women following behind him in like business suits and stuff. 
uh, you see this tall, broad-shouldered man um, in his, like, appears to be, like, late 40s, but there's no way he's that young. Hmm. Like, he, from what everyone's saying, he's definitely, like, in his late 60s, but he is just aging like fine wine. Hmm. Uh, and he just has, like, this swagger about him, and that's probably helping, showing, like, de-aging him a little bit as he walks into the base. Oh. He's swagged out. Uh, his brown, mostly gray hair is, like, slicked back, like, just straight out of Mad Men. Uh, he has, like, a big old cigar in his mouth. <laughs> it is lit up. He is, like, smoking as he walks in. And it smells, like, premium and pure, like, a, it's like a Cuban cigar. Like, this is just, like, this isn't just, like, I'm, it's not, like, this is not, like, a Friday night. This is, like, I'm treating myself cigar, and he is just acting so casual about this super expensive Kadar. Kadar? Kadar. Cigar he's smoking. My kind of got. You think he'd like a coldie? Coldie. Cigar flavored coldie. You wonder what his flavor is. Blue raspberry. <laughs> it's always blue raspberry. <laughs> you see, he, he walks in and uh, pulls the cigar out of his mouth. And he just looks around and he's just like, Well, I'll be damned if it isn't good to see this old girl back up and running. Richard, you son of a bitch, where you at? And you see he just starts looking around, smiling. And everyone has just... The whole base has stopped. And just, like, you could hear a pin drop. Uh, no. I walk over with a coldie. <laughs> no, you you oh, still hear, uh, like, Wesley over there, like, flipping papers and writing stuff. Yeah. He's just kind of like, I gotta get this done. I gotta get this done. He just has just this big... It's a very friendly smile, but it is... it. It's like... If... I want to say it's like a almost like a like a businessman smile but there is just like this there's like a lot of kindness behind it so it's like that skin but underneath it's like an actual like true he's truly smiling and you just walk up to him yeah with the coldy oh my god you see he looks you up and down raf haywood nice to meet you coldy blue raspberry my favorite flavor Uh, you see he hands his cigar to like one of the guys and they just like put it out and put it like away and uh he takes it and then uh well he first off he shakes your hand yeah and he does that thing where he like uses his other hand to like pat the back of your arm as he shakes dude this guy is so strong oh <laughs> he doesn't like hurt you but yeah. you feel like he's holding back it's like if the rock shook your hand oh, I <laughs> want that. you break my little tiny hands <laughs> <laughs> you said oh, rav haywood that is correct well it's good to meet you. My name's Gordon Pym. I have heard a lot about you. Not really, oh, though. I'm hopefully all good things. Mostly good things, yeah. <laughs> and just as you say that, you hear the cane, like, going as faster than you ever heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you. Ha <laughs> You see, he walks up, and he's like, uh, Richard, it goes, Pym. He's like, Pym, it's so good to see you. My dear friend, and they like they like embrace in a, in a hug. Um, oh wow! No. And he starts like the they other. Have, what? They have the predator handshake first, and then they embrace him. Yeah, that's <laughs> what, it. Starts with the predator <laughs> yeah. handshake. Yeah. Um, but you see, like he notices the cane, and he's like, you see a little bit of sadness just for a split second go over him. They're like, oh no, like my friend mm. is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he doesn't address it or anything. He just handshake pulls him in, kind of like yanks Richard a little bit. Um, 
then the rest of the council starts coming up and he starts greeting everyone and he knows you notice that he knows everyone's name mm. is greeting everyone giving them all like personal you know things like uh, personal like tidbits between each other um, and then he the last one he greets is Grim Grim is kind of like standing back waiting for him to talk to everyone you see he looks up kind of a little teary eyed honestly he's like Morris it is good to see that you are alive I wept when we lost all of you but, but I knew in my heart that no filthy unknown could take you down you stubborn bastard and they just they give another like sick ass predator handshake um gonna be really really fun having him around i like him <laughs> grim <laughs> responds and he says we wouldn't have got through any of this if it wasn't for all of the people here just wonderful to see you again gordon you still owe me that drink pim erupts into laughter <laughs> good, good show old friend uh good show now where is this uh this team heartsbane i've heard so much about i've met raf where's the other two He's doing paperwork. I'm getting boring. This, I'm getting this. Hold on. I'm almost done. Mavis is also at her desk. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. She doesn't work well under stress. Uh, he walks through the crowd just straight up to Wesley. <laughs> hello, hello, Mr. Sir. Uh, oh, please call Pim, me Gordon. Mr. Gordon <laughs> reaches a hand out. <laughs> give, give a shake. Yeah, he gives a handshake back. Oh, it's good to see a, good to see a hung back in the business. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, you, yeah. I found out about that a little while back ago. Yeah, that it's cool. It, it, they were very it, secretive. Very much so. Yeah, I didn't even know until a little bit ago. <laughs> yeah. Your grandmother was one firecracker. I tell you what. Uh huh. All right. Well, it's good to meet you. You've done some good work there. Thank you. There you go. And he gives you just he, the whole time, still holding the hand. Yeah. <laughs> Wesley hasn't let go. Now. Where is the Osterling? He's looking around. He sees you, but he's like acting like he doesn't see her. Hmm. Oh, why? Look at you. Look just like your mother. I guess so. <laughs> and he reaches a hand out to give it a shake again. Yeah, I'll shake it. Well, hope you got, uh, from what I hear is you got her tenacity, so. I feel bad for those motherfuckers you're up against. Well, thanks. So, uh, I do have a quick question for you, though. Anything. After the HQ fell here, why didn't you guys try and reestablish a new one here? I mean, I heard that you're from Chicago and you like Chicago so much, and knowing that it's overrun with monsters... Well, we tried, but, you know, we don't have, I don't know if you know this, but every, uh, about 90% of the HQs in the Midwest were completely wiped out on that December night in 2014. The only one standing was Milwaukee and a few survivors ranging down in the, the southern bits. It's been slow. We There's other HQs in, in the, the Midwest we've been slowly building up, but I mean, when you lose a combined total of 800 years of save experience in one night, I mean, there's not much you could really do. Fortunately, I'm just one man. You know, I've, I've thought about splitting, but 
didn't work out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I have that problem too. Wait, let me let me introduce myself to everyone. And you see he he stands up on a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone. I will be expecting to know each and every one of your names. And he looks around and he goes, The name is Gordon Pym, Continental Director of North America, true blooded American, hater of all evil unknown bastards, and an old dog who isn't afraid to learn a few new tricks. And you see you look over and, and Naomi's just like, God damn it. Because <laughs> he just says it he says it all the time. Um <laughs> I want you three and anyone who is involved with the deceiver to give me a full report of your findings and encounters. I've read the reports, but I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. But first, let me have a tour. I want to see how you fixed up this old girl. And you see the Hulk, the Hulk just mouths open, including the people he came with. <laughs> Did anyone hide Edwin? Did Why? anyone hide Edwin? Why would I hide Edwin? Edwin's, He's in reading a book. He sees Edwin. Okay. He, he was does, in he does reading like, a book. You do notice if you were paying attention, he does like do like a double take. He's like, "What the fuck?" But then he's like, "Okay, well, it's not attacking, so let's we'll figure that out <laughs> one thing at a time." <laughs> he's my ace in the hole. You would also know deceit. about Edwin, probably. Yeah, because yeah, he would have been here. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it would have been him. mentioned beforehand. I mean, he's, yeah. he's been the know? he's been the director of North America for like 30 years. So yeah. he ran the treehouse for 20 of those years, as well as yeah. running North America. And Edwin was a part of the base in the 70s or 60s, whichever it was. Yep. So. <laughs> Before he got locked up. Right, right, so. right. So he might not, like, directly know him, but he knows. If he doesn't know about this guy, there's an issue. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I want to know. I want each of you to pick. He's going to go to every room, every person, mm. and he's going to investigate everything and talk to everyone. Not like, Not like a corporate boss, but more like he wants to get to know everyone. And you see that he handshakes everybody the same way. Like, he is... Like, that must be how he tells if they're unknown or something. Mm-hmm. It's like his uh, his spinning top. <laughs> uh, what... what, Which person do each of you want to see their interaction with? <laughs> what about Richard? You saw well, Richard already. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I wanted it to be, like, any new people that yeah. are here. And then, like, Charles, Frank... Who else Rosenberg was it? Rosenberg and Dax are not there. Saffron's here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Saffron? just those four. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah, because he will be meeting Edwin too. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Edwin would be a funny one. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll do that. All right. You want one? No, I just I was wondering. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was I don't know, kind of surprised that he didn't bring up Lindsay at all, unless he knows that's not a topic to bring up. He knows a little woman speak for herself. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Christiana, she is next. So. <laughs> oh wait, she's here. She's not he. She'll she'll be here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you see, he he meets. He's going around and he's talking with uh, people. Who are just kind of following, just listening and trying to absorb any anything from this man it's like it it's almost like meeting steve jobs you know what i mean like this guy is just a wealth of knowledge um and experience and stuff so like people are just kind of following listening cracking jokes back and forth um he gets to saffron and she is just like nervously sitting at her desk 
um, playing with like a with this like amethyst crystal and <laughs> just frantically playing with it, looking down, trying not to make any eye contact with anyone. Yeah. And you see, he approaches me and he goes, "Dear, is this seat taken?" And she looks up, just horror. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he she like shakes her head and he sits down and he goes hey don't don't be scared it's okay he's like i heard you uh had a direct dealing with him so you, i hope you'll be at the meeting here in a little bit we're gonna have and she's like uh, yes yes sir yes sir yeah, yes sir and you see he looks at her at at her her hands and he goes hmm I didn't know the Chicago HQ had a practicing witch. And you see she like looks stunned for a second and pockets it. And he goes, oh, ain't nothing against that. I don't care where you get your spirituality from as long as it makes you feel better. And you see him bringing that kind of opens her up and they just have just she's just like going off about crystals and mushrooms and witchy stuff. (laughs) And he is just smiling and listening. And you can tell that this old man is just absorbing every little bit. And uh, he gets up and he goes, okay, well, I'm going to go meet um, a spot, a friend. Uh, Raphael, I want you with me. Okay. <laughs> you see, like, all the veterans are like, <gasps> so, like, you're not even. <laughs> I don't know why everybody's so intimidated by the nice guy. Like, well, you're just fine. Jeez. He like puts his arm on your back as you're walk on your back. He goes, "Hey, that's what I've been telling them for years." But uh, hey, you know, I just think they've seen me. They've heard of the things that I do to ones who uh, betray. You see that he has his hand on your shoulder and is just kind of like squeezing it a little bit, uh, like not enough to say anything, but just enough to be like. It's kind of like when you go meet your girlfriend's dad for the first time when you're in high mm. school and he kind of like big dogs you for a little bit. Yeah. He does that, but without like, I got a gun, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then he pats you on the back and he goes, oh, we're here. And you see Edwin is just like sitting there. He has a little tie on. <laughs> and he is holding um, <laughs> a little a little box as uh, Pim walks up to him. Pim, they were saying your name is Edwin there, huh? You know, I've I've read reports about uh, the uh, the creature that they kept in the HQ before it fell, but there was never any reports what happened to him. You see, Edwin kind of gives like a stiff look. He's like, "Well, before the HQ fell, one of the attackers cursed me to live in a mask in a cement prison." Well, 50 years. And you see Gordon just looks at him. Uh, you see he's trying to be sympathetic, but you see it is hard for him to be sympathetic towards these kind of creatures. Mm. Um, but again, he is not afraid to grow. Um, and he goes, well, I, I know the years of service you've already put to us, so there's no ill will. I just wanted to meet you personally. And he said he reaches a hand out and wants to shake one of his hands. And um, Edwin is hesitant there is this aura that he is seeing around this man of just like pure goodliness, but that repulses the unknown that are evil. But it's so strong from this man that it's even repulsing him. 
and he is not a hater of humanity. <laughs> so it's just like some natural pheromone that's happening. And you see Edwin shudders. You hear like all of his joints kind of click as he scuttles a little bit. And Gordon goes, yeah, he's fine. He's good. I'm happy about it, though, because we can use you. Cause I, I mean, I heard what he did to you, to your people. And everyone looks confused. Yeah. Uh, Hung told me. And Edwin's like, Wesley? He goes, no, no, no. His grandmother. And you see mm. Edwin, like, for, like, a second is just the softest look on his. Like, it's weird because he doesn't have eyebrows or anything. He's very pale. But he has been slowly relearning how to have human emotions depicted. Um, and they get in a conversation. And Edwin hands him the box. And inside the box are... Uh, 1968 Cuban cigars. Um, and Edwin's like, or 1964 Cuban cigars. Excuse me. Or, I don't, was Cuban around then? I don't know. I guess we're fucking with history again. It is now. 64, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to pull another. There would have been the embargo. Communist China thing. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, but all the crazy stuff with the Cold War was going on. Okay, so, so I am right with the history there. Yeah. He goes, yeah, um, I have these. I've been actually holding these for you. I was hoping to meet you someday. And I'm glad I was resurrected before uh, they, they got you. And Gordon takes them, opens them, just like compassion goes across. Like he is like shocked that this thing, this purse, this creature has gifted him a present. He goes, hmm. you know, I didn't want to believe when they were saying that uh, the unknown would change in for good because it's hard to believe that, you know, creatures that harm so many of your friends and family are trying to get sympathy. But if I learned anything over the 50 years of, uh, you know, being around, say, you know, you need to keep your mind open, keep uh, keep learning, or you get left in the dust. Isn't that right, Raph? Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of go with the flow, you know. Hmm. Makes more sense. Besides, Edwin always seemed nice to me. Everybody else was kind of like creeped out by the mask, but uh, it never made any sense. Except for Todd. Hmm. Todd yeah, I do need to speak to Todd. He needs to be a little bit more not so trusting is the best words I can have there. <laughs> Uh, they continue their conversation and they they move on. Um, I can't remember. Was there a third one you wanted to see or no? Mm-hmm. All right. So he wraps up meeting everyone and you guys wind up back in the council office with Richard, Dr. Grimm, Saffron, and Gordon. Um, I want to play out this scene. So I want you guys to be active part of it. Um, no. <laughs> I've been here this whole time, man. What are you talking about? There's a lot of, uh, had a lot of uh, fucking exposition that I had to get through at the beginning. There. Uh, so Gordon is pouring everyone a glass of whiskey except for Richard and Wesley. You didn't tell him that you don't drink anymore. Oh yeah. But he's. It looks like he did, he already did his research on all of you. Like you didn't need to introduce yourselves. But I am an enigma. What are you talking about? <laughs> he knows everything. <laughs> 
He shook his hand, right? He knows it all. I did. <laughs> I did shake his hand. <laughs> um. All right. Who wants to start? He sits down, kind of like leans back in his chair, sipping the whiskey. I mean, you guys should probably start because it started with you, you know, when you guys met him first. So. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. When did we first meet him? I mean, you guys, uh, Frank and you guys met him. Yeah. Yeah. Frank time. was on the team when we met him. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. That's what you guys told me. Yes, Frank. Um, Richard, if you can make sure to have him and Rosenberg's flight detour to New York for me so I can meet with him. That'd be great. And Richard looks shocked. Like, I didn't tell him that. <laughs> and he's like, when they're done with the den, I will send them. You see, he says den and just the most, like, it's a, it's very quick again. Like, it's, he's very good poker face, but a quick little, just the vile disgust goes over his face for a split second. That we are housing and keep and feeding and keeping these creatures in the place. Mm. But again, he's in charge, but. Don't want to start an anarchy. <laughs> Don't want to start a revolution. <laughs> All right. So, All right, Austerling. Start with you. Doesn't have to be in order. Well, to start in order, um, our first conversation with him was at the camp. Well, not at the camp. A phone call. Um, he had provided a book that taught these kids how to astral project. Uh, to become astral werewolves. Um, and then basically we upset him and then he's kind of just followed us ever since. Uh, he could have been following us before that also, I guess. We just haven't detected him until then. Um, Richard doesn't interrupt you but lets you have a natural pause. He says, I mean, uh, also, in my report I mentioned that the, the deceiver was he uh, headed the attack on the fall of this HQ itself. He wasn't here, but he used my right hand to manipulate and, and, and cause chaos. And you see, he nods. Like, he knows. He just wants he wants everyone to say it because he wants to digest it with everybody. Um, and then let's see. There was the hotel... Um, which he was involved in. Oh, and Jeremiah. He influenced Jeremiah and almost caused the actual end of the world. Um, yes, I read that in your report, and I was very confused what that meant exactly. You had a device that could... The, tell well, I mean, we originally got it to tell what the weather was. Um, we called it the Blue Box, um, but then there was like a VHS tape in it um, from me in the future to present me um, asking us to stop Jeremiah or else the world would end. Um, hmm. You see, you say that to him? Probably not the craziest things ever heard. So he's just like, okay. What happened to that machine? I think we still have it, right? It's still in the car. It doesn't yeah. do anything, though. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> Daisy broke it. Daisy broke it. Oh, That's right. Oh, yeah. Daisy broke it trying to figure out how it worked. No, she broke it at the end of it. Oh. Because future Pykel told her to. <laughs> I there. don't know why. It, it, it All we did was use it to... Seeing the future isn't that bad, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You said you have a time-displaced World War One 
time woman that live in here? Well, yeah, we got her from the hotel. Okay. Uh, you, guys um, have, you guys have done this on 20 people before then? There wasn't much of you here. No. And I'm pretty sure we were in there for months. Well, please continue. Um, And then... Basically, he kind of just keeps popping up, um, you know, Raph, uh, or Saffron had these dice. Family artifact. Family artifact. Yeah. That her family has passed down, that they were handed from the deceiver himself, Mm. um, and then Raph rolled them, um, and talked to him, um, but I'll let him get into that. Um, and also, uh, I may have, I may have had an encounter outside of the uh, HQ off the books. Everyone turns to you. Everyone, it just angry. Some of them angrily turn to you. (laughs) Wesley staring with his eyes really wide open. Hey, but everybody got mad at me when I did that. What do you mean off the record? Oh, good. Well, (laughs) (laughs) well, um, it was more of a favor, and um, it was completely off the record. Um, I didn't want to involve any other save agents. What is this hypocrisy? So I didn't. <laughs> um, Todd was involved, but he wasn't part of Todd? save yet. He wasn't part of save yet. Uh, I, the one who gave Todd's information to Charles to recruit him uh, because of this encounter. Um, (laughs) She was bitching about me about trust. Wesley, you look out the window because you're like above the bullpen and you see Todd just sitting looking like like like, because he knows what she's going to say and he's just like (gasps) and you see you look at him and he goes sorry, sorry. Wesley stands up, like stands up, is like looking out the window, and you just see a tear coming down, like one of, just the side of his face. I swore him to secrecy. <laughs> Todd runs away crying, <laughs> knocking over chairs and shit. There was also a civilian and a dog involved. <laughs> a dog? Well, a werewolf. A, a werewolf? Gordon actively starts rubbing his head. Can we lock her up? Can we go on a witch hunt? With Mavis. I just want to say how hurt I am by this whole situation. When did this even happen? <laughs> well, you know, Pika was gone and it was kind of just like a summer night and I wasn't really doing anything. And uh, Between so season one and two. <laughs> yeah. So you just casually go out and fight the unknown when you're bored? Well, no, it was a favor, like I said. Um, there was some werewolves in the area that were... Uh, threatening, you know, territory wars and 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 whatnot, um, and uh, so some information. Long story short, some information I have about the deceiver is that he can be hurt. I guess that already. And how can he be hurt? Well, I part of the reason I didn't come forward with this information is because I haven't pinpointed it whether we can hurt him while he's in his dimension or with another unknown because the werewolf hurt him 
Gordon just like you see his age for a few seconds as he just like exhales. Oh god, I was worried. I was worried that we we're gonna have to do something like that. But I I don't know where the werewolf went. Um, I couldn't get a hold of him before I could put a tracker on him. But um, the the guy might know where he is. Um, I've been tracking his van for the past like year and a half. Um, so I know where he is at all times. She gets to go on a fun adventure with a werewolf, track a van, and no one's saying a thing to her. Wesley's just in shock, and he's still kind of like crying a little bit. Where is the punishment? Wait, you were going to lock me in a cell. There will be. Richard speaks up. Mavis, there will be a slap on the wrist, of course. This is your first offense that you've ever done. But it does provide crucial information. Um, and you see Gordon speaks up. And uh, on the rare, not on the, uh, not the rare, on the occasion that her uh, mother is still alive, I would not like to be under the wrath of that woman. You oh, see Gordon. <laughs> you don't know? She is alive. He slams the table in excitement. What? Yeah. Yeah, we got a plan for that. Yeah, both my parents are alive. Someone didn't tell us until recently. <laughs> That's how the Osterlings are. They love their information. I don't know what to tell you. How can Just I formulate? How can I formulate plans to take down the root of all evil? I've told you guys repeatedly Money? that I'm horrible at lying. <laughs> you see, Gordon gives you a finger gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible at lying. Um. So I, yeah, you know, just withhold, <laughs> withhold the information. But I thought we were a team. Yeah. Well, you knew my parents were alive. Well, I know that. I'm just, I'm still stuck on the you going off by yourself. Yeah. Could have gotten hurt. I, I'm glad Todd was there to help, but like he didn't tell me either. Trust I made a, a promise to somebody that I would not get anyone from Save involved. That's all it takes? And then it's okay? Well, who was that someone? Oh, I can't tell you that. Gordon looks at you and says, you're going to need to tell me that. I won't make any actions, but just please, please tell me. You see, he gets very serious, and you see that all of the council members that are in the room look at you and go, like, nod, but do it. <laughs> uh, I was doing Pykele a favor. Sanchez. Mm -hmm. Is anything like his father? Not anymore. See, he looks up with like this thin smile. Good. He did it to protect his family. I will. I don't need to take any action against that. I mean, how can I fault a man for protecting the ones he loves? <laughs> so angry. <laughs> Not at him. <laughs> Just at the situation? Just just at Richard. <laughs> you see Grim fuming. Grim's Grim. fuming. There's like there's like smoke coming out of his mask. He's so <laughs> Sometimes we have to do bad things to get Oh what? To Excuse achieve me. Achieve good results. Excuse me. Grim leaves the room. <laughs> you Wesley follows. This is my playbook. And she's throwing it back at me after she told me not to do any of those things. This is not what we agreed upon, guys. Wesley leaves the room. <laughs> Stomps out the room. I'm distraught. I'm disheveled. 
All right, well, thank you for telling me. I know that was hard, but don't do that again. That's how you get people killed, okay? But, hey, I, I mean, you're still, you're still relatively new in the organization, so we all get one. Your one just happens to be uh, really fucking bad. Wesley walks okay? back in. We get one? What? We yeah. Get one. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I think yours was the credit card oh, thing. Sh- yeah, yours was the credit card thing, my friend. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't. Wesley walks out, <laughs> crying still. Raf, uh, hmm. now tell me about your interaction with the. Um. Oh yeah. So Saffron had these dice, which you have. I I do have. They're in my pocket always. Yeah. I can't get rid of. And my blood. Yeah, I have your blood too. The fuck. I needed them. It just gives you bombastic side eye. Look, I mean, to be I'm fair, f- I'm forward with all of my things. I don't know what you want. We I have didn't lie everybody's about blood everything. somewhere. <laughs> we do have a little bit of everybody's blood. It's locked up, though. Yeah, yeah, behind codes. Wesley comes back with a bag of Twizzlers. <laughs> oh, he's eating candy. He's real sad. Oh, <laughs> this is on you. That's a real Midwest candy, too. I'm very proud of that poll. <laughs> yeah, fuck red, vines. <laughs> yeah, fuck this, red vines. Yeah, fuck red vines, though, for real. Hey, if you're a fan of Dungeons & Dragons, comedy, fantasy, all of the above, or maybe you're just the little guy, just a little goofball, a little rowdy on occasion, then maybe, just maybe, The Encounter Table is the podcast made for you. We are a D&D real play podcast that posts every other Wednesday. Come check us out for absolutely free on Spotify. Rar, did I spoop you? Sorry. I just want to talk to you about the Grim Encounters Patreon. We just added a new $2.50 tier for anybody who just wants to support, get extra text posts for the show, or gain partial access to our exclusive Patreon Discord. For $5 a month, you gain full access to our Discord, a monthly Talking Grim episode where two to four of the cast members get together and answer patron questions and do fun activities, smash or pass, tier lists, or snake drafts. Now, if you go with the $10 a month tier, you also get a monthly 15 to 40 minute blooper episode of stuff that was just too ding-dang, ding-dong silly to make the main feed. Thank you for listening, and here's the show. Love ya. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. If you love chilling mysteries, unsolved cases, and a touch of mom-style humor, Moms and Mysteries is the podcast you've been searching for. Hey guys, I'm Mandy. And I'm Melissa. Join us every Tuesday for Moms and Mysteries, your gateway to gripping, well-researched true crime stories. Each week, we deep dive into a variety of mind-boggling cases as we shed light on everything from heists to whodunits. We're your go-to podcast for mysteries with a motherly touch. Subscribe now to Moms and Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know. They were just calling to me. It was kind of an impulse thing, so I smacked them out of their hand, and then we um, got teleported to a different dimensional world. Um, actually, we later found out 
that that world was uh, Edwin's world, and it was just on fire and destroyed. And um, well, after a long conversation with him, uh, we found out that that's basically what he wants to do to our world, and he can lift my curse because I'm cursed. And uh, if he does that, all I have to do is provide him with um, save location HQ locations, um, and also that he knows the locate. Am I mixing this up? He knows the location of Grimm's niece. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And wants him um, to be used against him because he basically. For some reason, wants Grimm dead more than any other human alive. So that's what I'm supposed to do for him. Uh, um, you know, yeah. uh, you ever read the story Watchmen or, or watched the movie? Yeah, I have the entire collection actually at yeah. the pawn shop. You know, um, when they send Rorschach to prison, mm-hmm. and uh, he's acting fine, but everyone's kind of sneering at him and screaming that he's dead. Yeah, and uh, then he uh, pours frying oil on someone and screams. Uh, I'm not in here with you. You're yeah. in here with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's Grim. Oh, okay. Except minus all the uh, mommy issues and weird, uncool things that Warshack talked about. Okay. I didn't know that about you, Grim. I mean, I kind of knew some things about you, that. Grim's, Grim's gone. gone. <laughs> you turned oh, yeah, to yeah. Grim's gone. Oh. <laughs> Good. He's just as mad as I am. We're going to talk about that later. A lot of unknown want his head, so. That makes sense. Well, I mean, when you have a kill count as high as him. That makes less sense. That he has a high kill count? Yeah. You know, Richard, wasn't that story that you said that he killed... He killed a werewolf (laughs) with one silvered pencil. (laughs) (laughs) All because... The werewolf killed his dog. I mean that's that's a good. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. If we were casting someone to play Grim, I would pick Keanu Reeves. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay, that's he been my fan casting of him forever. <laughs> him or Richard was keeping Keanu you can't, Reeves. You can't hide his beautiful, beautiful face though. I know I wouldn't want so to, you but can't do that. I feel I would love to see Keanu Reeves pull that off. Maybe he could just do like, like yeah, the like, half mask. Yeah, and then have like the full like fist. Bane, kind of like yeah, like a Bane mask, but like or from like My Hero Academia. What was his mm. name? The fucking yeah, Plague Doctor guy. Yeah, like that. So like his, maybe he's all, he's burnt from everywhere down. Problem solved. <laughs> so he can still have his dope ass here. Yeah. Problem solved. That's dope. Yeah. We did it. And then when he battles, yeah. he puts the full thing on. Yeah. Yeah. And then he kisses a guy, and that guy's played by me. <laughs> 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 there you go, Pork. There's validating your fan fiction. <laughs> uh, where are we? This is a podcast um, we're doing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so that all happened, and. Uh, well, I don't know. Everybody told me that I was in deep shit. So then we obviously had to break Edwin out because that was step one of my multi-step plan. And then that changed the plan. And now we're I keep being told to leave it and leave it and leave it and not do the plan. And then you came. Well, from what I hear from the council and the uh, other members is that we need to figure out the... Uh, the Madame situation first. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So. That's fair. Because I'm looking here and he pulls out a little notepad. You've killed um, three or four of her, his, her lieutenants. And a lot of other vampires. I mean, I haven't personally killed that many vampires. I've only killed like three vampires. I think. That's still more than a lot of, that's still more than your average American, I gotta tell you. Yeah. 
How many vampires have I killed? I don't actually know. I don't know. At least two. At least two. <laughs> you helped. Yeah. At, you helped with two. I don't know who got the final blow, but that doesn't necessarily yeah. matter. I don't think. Yeah. That's like it's a lot of vampires. If ten people kill a giant, did one of them who killed the giant, or did all ten of them? Right. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. Yeah. We're a team. Know. We've killed a lot I of vampires. When you're killing the giant, you're a team. <laughs> I feel like we've killed a lot of vampires. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, that was basically basically all what happened. Um, so then Edwin and I have been coming up with a plan with Wesley's help a little bit. Because um, I don't trust Mavis anymore. <laughs> you see Richard's just like shaking his head like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he know he sees through your shit, but he's not going to call you out because it's not who he is. But he's just like... <sighs> well, I think that's everything, so... Yeah, yeah. Richard has my direct line now. Anything else I want direct reports sent to me, please? And when you do go ahead and you start your plan, let me know. I might be able to send some help. Any smiles? Can I have access to anything on the Deceiver without getting flagged and put in jail? After you kill the Madame, get back to me. Done. That was actually my idea. Circle the Madame. (laughs) I must die. Okay. Well, uh, before I go, just some information. I know you mentioned Camp Bundoogie. Uh, around last year, it was burnt to the ground. So, just letting you know. I wonder if it was that group of cultist people. The cultists? Oh. Mavis, like, shuts her eyes, like, puts her hand in her, her head in her hand. Yes, and there well, is a few cults running around the America, unfortunately. One of them is posing as a mega corp, so that's always good. Cool. You see, he like looks at you, and, like exhausted, because <laughs> he's probably directly been dealing with it. Oh yeah, I was told not to handle that one either in, in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, no one lets me do things. <laughs> well, if I'm no struggling fun. with it, I don't know what else. Look. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. And uh, you, you mentioned well. that uh, you, we got word from Kip as well, Kip Harrington. Oh, yeah, Kip. Yeah. Wesley's mouth is full, too. I thought you were, like, having a stroke for a second. I got really scared. <laughs> like, ah, sorry. <laughs> no, like, I was like, oh, my God, is he okay? <laughs> I thought you were hey, mocking me. No. <laughs> He's eating red vine. I mean, He's red eating Twizzler. Twizzlers. Twizzlers. <laughs> <Da-chui>. <laughs> hey, t- fuck. He's actually recruited a few of the uh, camp counselors from there, and they're working with him. They are developing a small HQ in that area, so interesting. He sends his regards. Oh, and the the other counselors, they wish to help when you do decide to take on the deceiver. Hmm. Something about he, the, his minions killed their friend. Friends <laughs> wasn't there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Merv. Merv. Died. Mm, oh yes, he was one of the casualties. Excuse me. You see, he looks just the most sorrow a older man could look for a second. He's just going through like all the list of people who's died. <laughs> well, I must be on my way. I know we had some dinner plans. Yeah, we were gonna. I wanted to have some uh, some pizza mm. with the cheese under the sauce that I grew up with. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. 
That was for you, so I'm glad you left. Uh, we'll have to uh, make a rain check either next time I'm in Chicago or the next time y'all are in New York. Because um, it seems, and he like oh, looks at an Apple Watch. On his, uh, what is a, it's a save version. It's like an Apple Watch that's been modified. And he's like, oh, looks like uh, there's an incident in Maladu. Uh, Maladu? There's an incident in Malibu I have to have uh, some uh, that requires my attention. Uh, it seems like I have another conversation to be had with the Continental Director of South America. And you hear all the other people say, Dr. Raul Gonzalez. Like, he's just exhaustedly. <laughs> About bo- boundaries and unknown dumping. All right, gang. Well, uh, I'm heading out. Okay. But remember, there are 8 billion people in this world can't save them all we'll get as many as we can okay mm. heck yeah mr cardinal director ceo pim guy uh, would you want a twizzler oh yeah there's like two left in the bag yeah you can have them both enjoy all right well hey and he, as he passes you puts his hand on his shoulder your family be proud young man oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure right. I'm, I'm proud of my family too smiles uh, Raf, mm. don't be so hard on everyone, including yourself. Okay, she just like looks into your eye, <laughs> just like like anime. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, walks up to Mavis. Okay, well, <clears throat> when you get your parents, you let me know right away. Okay. I owe that son of a bitch of a father of yours a pint. All right. That's step two in the plan to kill the Madame. Just get them back. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that step two? <laughs> not step one. That's not step one. There's other steps before step two. There's a step before. <laughs> I was step gonna two. say there's a step. <laughs> one step. <laughs> there's step point three three. Okay, there's step two. Uh, once Pim leaves, about like hour or two later, uh. Charlotte Wolf of the Milwaukee HQ walks in, just like slams the doors open when she goes through. She is curt, prude, strong, and ruthless. Um, you see, she immediately has a brief, doesn't even let them go to go to the office. She says it in front of everybody, having a brief conversation with the council and Grimm, and you finally get a good look at her. She has across the left side of her face, there is a you think it's a tattoo, but when you get a better look at it, she has carved into her face a giant wolf spider that has, with one of, uh, like, the abdomen, has been dug through her left eyeball. And she doesn't wear an eye patch, just lets the, the hole be in view, and you see that the the head of this wolf spider that's on her face, the eyes move. Little beady eyes move around. And, like, the whole left side of her hair is just gone from just this sacrilegious scar that has been forced upon her body. And she's very, like, she's wearing, like, a military-esque outfit. She's not military, but she's, like, wearing, like, uh, I'm trying to think, like, a military coat. But, like, you can buy it, like, a surplus store. And you see just numerous weapons visible on her. <laughs> and, like, on her left breast is just, like, this huge-ass, like, fucking knife. Um... And she is just, like, yelling at all of the council members. Like, 
I can't believe you hid from me. And she punches Charles. Uh, Charles, she punches Richard. Ha. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She looks over at you. You. And just pushes through everyone. Me. You've been in contact with one of my envoys. Yes. And you told her not to tell me? Of course. She, like, goes to backhand you. <laughs> <laughs> Decker. <laughs> Give me a roll. Did we know that you were talking to her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, nope. nope. we didn't. I thought that we knew that Frank she was knew. there. Oh, yeah, Frank knew. Okay, I'm like, I, I know that. But yeah, I rolled Frank a knew. 60 out of 63. Uh, she failed, so yeah. You do dodge her slap, and you give her a punch. And you see she like looks back. The whole the whole room's like, <gasps> ha. And she looks back up to you, takes a hand up, like pulls some blood off her lip. There's just a little bit. And she goes, you don't get to come into my HQ and start hitting my fucking people. You see, she smiles at you, just blood in her teeth, and she spits out a tooth, and she goes... You see this, everyone? This is how you need to act. And she like, puts slaps a hand on your shoulder. <laughs> this is a woman you need to follow. And she like gives you like a oh. like a big old like headlock hug. A shock that. and confusion. I don't think she should be the leader. No. Yells to Richard. She hits just like a mother. <laughs> like a mother? Like her mother. Oh. <laughs> and she like... She like really close to her, and she's still bleeding. She's not stopping the blood that's coming out of her mouth. She's just like, when you find him, you let me know, because uh, we got a sparring match that I need to beat her on. It seems like my parents have a lot to make up for when they get back. <laughs> you have no fucking idea. <laughs> I don't think you have any idea. Oh, honey, I know everything. She looks at you with just like this crazed <laughs> expression. Um, and she does not, like, she drags Mavis with her everywhere. Just, like, talking, like, being like, you need to be like this person. Help. <laughs> Help me. Uh, you know what? I was going to punish Jules when I got back. But you know what? I'm not going to. Because I see why she kept you hidden from me. Because I don't want to fight you. <laughs> Jewel is the longest and most loyal I, friend I have left in the world, so... The best killer I have. Well, it makes sense. She told you about the trolls, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. So, I mean, I know everything now. Minus what you guys have been talking about, but she'll tell me. Since, the, you know, the cat's already out of the bag. <laughs> She's looking around at everyone. Everyone is like, I don't want to say they're like, scared of her but they're like off put by this woman she's very not only is she very like crude and, and, and crass but she is like the scar on her face is hard to look at um, and you guys come to find out after you guys have a few drinks with her that she uh, was captured by one of the cults back in the 80s and they did that to her and they basically grafted a live spider into her face um and she has basically contained it just to the eyes, but sometimes it begins eating her flesh and she has to feed it a little bit. Mm. But it doesn't let me do this, and she just jumps on the wall. 
and hangs backwards pulling a gun out. <laughs> I knew I knew she's got a cool cool nickname for a cool reason. <laughs> I need a cool nickname like that. But her name's also Charlotte. <laughs> I didn't so not stupid. do that. I I'm know so I did. Stupid. I know when you did it, I was like, "That's so fucking cool." <laughs> I just picked it because I like that name. I didn't. I'm totally like. After I wrote all the lore, I was like, "That's a goddamn spider." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she yeah. doesn't. Uh, she just basically gets to know everyone. She does not remember everyone's name. The only person besides the council she remembers the name of is Mavis. <laughs> Good. Please don't perceive me. <laughs> Uh, and she keeps asking you to wrestle. I'm good. I I mean, my passion is the gun. So, well, the <sighs> bows, really, but... All right. Oh, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh. Um. What about you? Points to Wesley. Wevelyn. <laughs> no, I'm okay. You want to wrestle? No, I'm going to eat this bag of soured patch kids. I'm okay. Watch you, skinny lad, huh? I mean, I'll go around with you, but it won't be fun. For me or you? No, for me. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, I'll tie one hand behind my back. How about that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> How do you want the seed to end? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like just my face pinned to the mat. That <laughs> seems probably appropriate. She's just straddling you. Yeah. <laughs> face to the it's like, yeah, harder. Push it's... harder. <laughs> she just doesn't. <laughs> Everyone starts to leave the room like, maybe we shouldn't be in here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> Wait, did I just flirt with Shane? <laughs> oh my yeah. God, I can cross him off. <laughs> yes, did you hear that Z? <laughs> it's really easy, you just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were playing as like an 80-year-old man. Who yeah. <laughs> was a devout to God. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right, uh, so that's what we're going to call it. We will start the next episode with uh, Lindsay Black and the start of the next case. So, Woo, sweet. Which will be the final case of <gasps> bum, season bum. three. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. That's exciting. We're on, we're on the fence on how long it's going to take. Nord says eight episodes. It could take. I think that's the max it could take. Yeah. I'm going to shoot gonna, for two. Gonna we're going to do it in two. <laughs> that gonna gonna say, two. We're going to do it in three. <laughs> we're going to do it two. My Probably actual guess is three or four. You know what yeah, I mean? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. One episode will be probably just planning everything, and then yeah, because it's no, gonna fair. be it's gonna be a uh, way different than we've ever done. So, like okay. I mean, we've done in our role playing history, but not yeah in this game. Yeah, yeah. We'd like to thank our lovely patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Grim Encounters. We have the lovely. The great Scott Miller, Mr. Dad, Squidney, Yabbas Bobabas, Tesla Coil, Z Boys, Cosmic Oof, Cosmic Youth, Austin, Mouse, Actual Atlas, Jaden Winter, Natalie, Skittle. Of the kitties and the lovely Nacho Lady. Thank you so much for supporting us. We appreciate it and we have great things to come. I want all of you to go out 
and um, get yourself some delicious, vicious popcorn. If you don't like popcorn, get another treat that you like to eat when you're watching a television program or a movie. And I want you to either watch a movie you've been meaning to watch, or if you still have any, go rent one at your local video store. But either way, thank you. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Grim Encounters. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can join the Patreon for just $2.50. At that tier, you get access uh, directly to um, our Discord Patreon, and you get to interact with the lovely community we have grown and fostered there. At $5 a month, you get ad-free episodes, behind-the-scenes content, um, and a slew of bonus content called Talking Grim and a few other one-shots we've posted exclusively there. Uh, and for $10 a month, you get access to a blooper and the, phys- the, the picture version of the saved monthly newsletter we started this year. And for $20 a month, you get all of that, plus uh, you get an audio version that me and the cast read out to the... Uh, out to everyone. It's usually about 20 minutes, and it's just like a fun little lore drops, and uh, we make playlists for characters and stuff. It's really fun, so go check that out. Stuff there, so I guess we'll just do the stay spooped. The last we left, cockroach guy, McGee, he had three babies that bursted out of a person. We come to just like a, 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 a man. It looks kind of like in Men in Black, how the skin kind of looks like it's not fitting right. And then there's, like, um, on his back are, like, three babies. And they're dressed up like human babies, but if you take too, look too long at them, they're just cockroach babies. <laughs> and he's walking through a grocery store <laughs> just buying, like, like vinegar <laughs> and, like, um, raw meat. <laughs> and uh, he's just, like, walking past, just ramming people by accident because his body's kind of, like, walking all weird. Um, and he stops and he just gets, um, like a 10 pound bag of sugar and like five gallon, a five, like five gallons of water and puts it in his cart. And he like looks at the camera that's in the shelf and he goes, sugar, water, stay spooked out there. More. <laughs> More. <laughs>